0: I so I so. Whoa, 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 clap the room. I'm coming through. They want to see what I'm about. Yeah, I got skills. Do it for the thrill. I'm on a paper route. Extra, extra read about it. I'm today's trying to tap it. Yo, 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 it's your boy Dolo J, and welcome back to another installment of the midday grind man third installment i really like you know what i've been doing with the grind series as a whole basically either the late night grind or the midday grind whichever one but uh just coming to y'all picking my two favorite games from the night you know and hopping on the mic and basically talking about it. who doesn't like talking hoops man now i will start back you know diving more into the uh football part of it my bills play the chargers on saturday um i believe the bingles and the steelers also play on saturday um my clippers play on saturday they play the boston celtics which is another team i you know kind of find myself room for when i don't you know tune into a clippers game but yeah sad. so sunday morning y'all should really expect some you know a lot of content you know um a longer episode per usual but that's me getting ahead of myself tonight we're gonna talk about the clippers and the thunder and we're gonna talk about the pacers and the grizzlies now let's go ahead and start off um the clippers we lost <laughs> you know what i'm saying we lost um i knew the streaks don't go on forever um what i've liked for our streak to you know continue a little bit longer of course maybe a 12 game streak, 15 game winning streak but no Kawhi leonard uh left hip resting basically at you would say. and uh we didn't really look too good tonight uh lost 134 to 115 first quarter okc went up by 12 clippers end up cutting the lead to about three but after the quarter OKC ended up leading by six. And, you know, the game was back and forth towards the end. I mean, the the game was back and forth towards, you know, the beginning of the quarter, you know, midway through the quarter. and uh, But it was a little stretch where OKC started to pull away. But as the quarter concluded, you know, the Clippers, you know, they made a little run and, you know, pulled the lead closer to closer within striking distance. Uh, Second quarter, OKC went up, you know, by 13, ended up being a five-point lead at halftime. PG and Norm had 13 for the clips at halftime. Chet had 13, and Shea had 11 points. Now, coming out of the second half, this was the quarter in which the Thunder really started to turn up the heat, starting to turn up the pressure. Um, Chet with the crazy, I mean, one of the craziest up-and-under self-oops over Zubot had Zubots leaning. Shout-out to Chris Move if y'all watch Chris Move. But, yeah, he basically had Zubot leaning, man. And um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the dunk of the year. It's definitely a a play that is going to be remembered throughout the season, possibly could be the play of the season, given, you know, we are still early. There's still a lot of games to play, and we still have a lot of ma- amazing players that can do a lot of amazing things, man. But, um, yeah, the Clippers actually end up taking the lead twice in the third quarter, 70 to 90, and then it was like 72 to 70. Um, But Shea went to work. Like I said, he only had 11 points in the first half. But the fourth quarter, he really started to go to work. He had 14 points in the quarter alone. And it was just like the Clippers, like, we really struggle. And I think Kawhi Leonard is the guy who kind of, he kind of uh, uh, brings the team back down when we start to get too, too antsy. Starting to make too many mistakes. Um, he'll make a play on either offense or defense, you know what I'm saying? That just brings the team back down and has everybody settle back in. Not usually a vocal leader or thing or nothing like that, but just his play. He leads through his play for sure. But Shay, man. <laughs> Shay. What can you say? What can you say about Shea Gillis Alexander? Um, my favorite point guard in the league, basically, you know, 25 and under. I might even go on to say that he might be my favorite point guard in the league overall. Um, John Morant has been looking good coming back, but we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the uh, episode. But the Clippers, man. And another thing to go over, I know I'm just rambling on, rambling on, but when we lose games and out of the games that we lost, I watched about maybe nine to 10 Clippers games so far this season. We usually lose the game when Paul George gets in foul trouble and cannot, you know, stay on the floor pga usually when he gets up to four or five fouls that's not really good for us it messes up the flow it messes up his flow um guys have to play more extended minutes than probably what they're accustomed to or maybe you know more than what they were planning on to or maybe what tyloo was planning on based on the rotations and stuff like that but the thunder man second i think they're the second youngest team in the league if i'm not mistaken the third best defense in the league so I already knew, and they're at home. So I already knew that it was going to be a hard game for us to pull out, even with Kawhi Leonard. And without Kawhi Leonard, it was going to be even more of a, uh uphill climb, per se. But uh, Shea had 31, 8, 4, 4 steals, 2 blocks. Chet was uber aggressive this game. like He was super aggressive, 23.6 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Lou Dort also poured in 21 for the uh, Thunder. I really like what Chet was doing. Um... On the offensive end, we already know the type of player that Chet is defensively, you know, rim protector, a guy who can deter shots, a tall guy, not necessarily a, you could say a big body as far as like height, but as in weight, no, he's a little thin, but he's over 200 pounds. So, you know, I think over time, Chet will begin to add more and more muscle to his body, you know, get more and more of his grown man body. I think he's only maybe 20, 21 years old, so he still has a lot of time, at least another four years until he hits his, you know, peak his prime years. So, yeah, but I really like how aggressive he was, especially catching the ball off the rebound, dribbling up the court, similar to what we see Wimby do sometimes. Um, and He was just going at Zubac, going at Zubac, going at Daniel Tice, you know, grabbing offensive rebounds, putbacks, kicking it back out. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, man. Harden had 23 and 9 and 6 for the Crippers. PG had 22, 4 and 4. Powell had uh 16 points. Russ had third, he had you know a nice little game, 15 points, but uh and 13 rebounds, only four assists. And another reason why I really thought we were going to win this game, if you just look at the bench points and just you know line it up like that. Um OKC had 35 bench points, which is pretty good, but the Clippers had 50 points off the bench. 50 points. So almost half of our points came from the bench, guys um hopefully Kawhi can come back next game when we play the Celtics on Saturday I know that's gonna be a good game hopefully Tatum is back for the Celtics as well two teams I really enjoy watching everybody know the Clippers are my team but uh if it was an area where you could say a person has more than one team if I had a second team to pick the Celtics would be my, my second team it's just something about Jason Tatum's game that really just draws me to him as far as like you know enjoying basketball but let's go ahead and talk about the second game Call 12. And now we ain't talking about the police. We're talking about John Morant, man. Making this home uh debut this season. Nice cool little thing I seen on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, where they had uh basically Derrick Rose introduce John, welcome John back to Memphis during the whole game. And it's a really wholesome moment basically because we already know the type of player um that D. Rose was, and we see a lot of D. Rose inside John Morant. Uh, John Morant has the ability to do the same exact things that D. Rose did, have the ability to have the same type of accolades that D. Rose did. Um, not necessarily – I don't. I think Jaw's passed the point where he could be the youngest MVP, but at the same time, he still is an MVP caliber level player. And, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, you just see with, with the two games that they have played since Ja has returned, their energy pickup, up, um, the defensive – you know what I'm saying? Just, just everything is picked up. Everything is picked up. They end up winning this game against the Pacers, one sixteen to one hundred three. Um, the Grizzlies, they end up leaving leading by thirteen after the first quarter. Jared Jackson Jr. Triple J did a lot of his damage within the first quarter, really the first half of the game. Fourteen points in the quarter, two threes. Jahl had nine points. Bain had seven. Tyrese only had one point. One point until about eight minutes into the second quarter. That's when he really started to feel himself. He hit, a, I believe, a mid range shot. Then he hit a three never really started getting them going uh the second quarter the league got up to 23 points but you know the pacers ended the ended the second quarter on a 18 to 2 run end up cutting the lead to two points within three minutes of the third quarter though the 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 pacers they look like they were going to win this game they end up taking the lead you know going back and forth for a little while but you know memphis re-secured the lead you know to end off the quarter and then in the fourth like two not even a full two minutes into the quarter because i believe the i believe the the deficit was not going into the fourth quarter but it ballooned quickly into 16 points and then just from that point on the pacers really couldn't even like get back in the game desmond bain was hitting shots aldama was hitting shots uh williams was hitting shots it was a lot of guys hitting shots man uh tillman had some nice plays had some nice defensive plays some nice passes in the game, but John Morant in his uh home debut, 20 points, five rebounds, eight assists. Desmond Bain led the way scoring 31 points, six rebounds, seven assists. Triple J 21 points, eight rebounds. Tyrese Halliburton, he had a uh a decent game. Um, I believe he could have scored the ball a little bit more, but he had a rough start going into the going, you know, at the beginning of the game. He finished with 17 points, 14 assists, four rebounds. Obi Toppin led the Pacers in scoring. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 made threes. Turner and Hill both poured in 15 points each. And Neesmith off the bench had 14 points. But it felt like he had a lot more points than that. It felt like he had like a 20-point game. Just given the fact that he was the only one out there, you know what I'm saying, with some energy, um, hustling, making plays on both ends of the floor. It was kind of... To me, when I was watching it, I didn't really see Benedict Matherin like that. Maybe I just overlooked him because he didn't have the best night. I think he may have only scored maybe two five points or something like that. But Neesmith off the bench, I really like the pickup. That um, I really like I really like that pickup. Honestly, um, energy guy worked on his shot, can get to the rim, can finish, can block some shots, can steal the ball. Not necessarily saying he's a lockdown defender or anything like that, but knee smith man for the most part I, I really like him i think it's somebody the pacers should you know look to keep going forward i think they still need to bolster the power forward position even though miles turner you know and also find them a good i wouldn't really say a good backup center because i believe uh jaylen smith is a decent player i know he's dealing with a um i want to say it's a left knee bruise if i'm not mistaken but uh yeah they need to find him a de facto power forward and, you know, they still need a perimeter stopper. Like, they still need a guy who can hit the three ball and who can get stops on defense. I think that will unleash and unlock. You have to excuse me. I stay by a highway. A lot of people, you know, with their loud cars are going to work at this time. It's about 630. So, but at the same time, man, like, yeah, the Pacers, they still need defense. Like, defense is still, you know what I'm saying, an area, of weakness in which they really need to improve on if they want to take the next level and become not only just a playoff team but possibly a contender going down the line. Um, They have guys. Like I said, Benedict Mathurin in one of my previous episodes has the capability, has the physicals to be able to do it. And I think he also has the mindset and the want to to do it. But, um, yeah, it's a parade inside my city, yeah. Parade inside my CD, yeah, but it's good to have y'all back, man. Um, Real interested. I was more interested in the Grizzly game than I was the Clippers game, and I'm a Clippers fan, so yeah. But um, short little episode for y'all just to get y'all some content. I may or may not uh do another episode tomorrow. I'm going to look at the slate of games and see what games I deemed are going to be, you know, competitive. Try and watch those games, and depending on how them games play out, I- I'll bring y'all some content, man. But uh, this has been your boy, Dolo J. Another installment of the Mid Day Grind, man. Y'all know what we do, y'all know how we do. So, without further ado, i catch y'all next time, man. Peace. Turn up the headphones a little bit. Hey. Yeah, hey. Right, so, let's get it. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Clear out the room, I'm coming through. They want to see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill. I'm on a paper route. Extra, extra read about it. I'm today's top it.